Yo, greetings everyone, greetings my people, greetings to all the lovers of the Eurotalk podcast, greetings to all the fans of Sportsplug Kenya. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Eurotalk podcast, and today I have the man himself. Jagol Dennis Munene here, ready to give you another exciting episode of the Euro 2020. Kama kawa, kama dawa, this is how we do it. Kama nitamu lamba, like, share. Yeah, and of course, I'm your guy, the Pulala Master. And so, Jagole. Yeah. Hey, 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 round of 16, <laughs> yeah. round of 16, Kumewaka Moto, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been fireworks, it's, yeah, we've witnessed goals, you know, we've witnessed heartbreaks, we've witnessed uh, surprise packages, you know, coming and uh, slaying the Giants. Yeah. So, without further ado, I would like us to go through some of the matches, actually all the matches of the round of 16. Yeah. Let's start with Wales-Denmark. You know, Wales lost by four goals to nil. And yeah. uh, given the way Denmark started this tournament, yeah. and now they're in the quarterfinals, bro, yeah. what can you say about this match? Um, we spoke about this match when we were analyzing in the previous episode. I remember you going for Wales. I went for Denmark, but to win after the normal time. Yeah. Uh, Denmark did their bid. Uh, first of all, Denmark had some injuries to contend with. Mm. There was uh, Daniel Vass. Couldn't make it. There was the key striker, uh, Yusuf Paulsen. Couldn't also make it. But that's why at times in football, uh, there's always a blessing in disguise. And uh, the young guy who came in, Kasper Dolberg, mm. uh, did the job. Brilliant performance from from Denmark. Won uh, three ni- four nil. Four nil. Four yeah. nil. Yeah. Uh, scored a late goal through Martin Brathwaite. Mm. Uh, it's a, I think they've picked on. I think um, the first game, mm. I expected Denmark to win. But after what happened to Eriksen happened, I think there was some kind of... Uh. So there was some kind of fear. And to having go again, play the game on the same day that the guy suffered the... don't know if it was a mini cardiac arrest or whatever. Um, I think it was brave of them. The second game... Belgium. They faced Belgium. They tried to play well, but you know, Belgium is Belgium, the best ranked team in the world. And then they came up all guns blazing against Russia, and they did the same against uh, Wales. So, Wales, uh, I think the big problem with Wales is that uh, they have two world class players, so to say, in Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale. But you see the problem with their world-class players, they play on the periphery mm. in their clubs. Mm. Bale is used partly, Ramsey also used partly by Juventus. So I think that's a big, and most of these other guys, they play for some small teams and everything. So And they, their success has been in getting Bale and Ramsey to perform, and that couldn't happen, so... Hard luck Wales and uh, good luck Denmark in Denmark. the winning games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the next game of the round of 16 was Italy taking on Austria. And uh, just when it looked like, it looked like, you know, Austria could pull something out of this game. Yeah. Then coach Roberto Mancini makes some great, great, great substitutions. Yeah. And uh, it worked for him, man. Yeah, it worked for him. My only issue with uh, Mancini mm. was um, taking off... Uh, uh, Changing the lineup mm. and bringing on Verratti for 
Manuel Locatelli. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a big mistake. Uh, personally, mm. you don't change a winning side. Mm. You just stick to it. If it works, so why should you change it? Mm. But uh, it's the... So such times, like in extra time for the Italians, is uh, when you now bring your... It's it's now your armory, the the arsenals you have in your armory. That's when they come to play. And uh, big up to Italy, brought on uh, Chiesa, scored a goal. Yeah. Brought on Locatelli, changed the game. And uh, the Italians have been so impressive. But um, you have to give props to Austria. Yeah, yeah. They really had a good game, and I think they should have killed the game mm. early enough. Mm. But big up to them. I think they really played well. Anyway. Then uh, we go to the next game, Netherlands, Czech Republic. <laughs> wow. Hey. The Orange, the Orange are home. Hmm? They are home. They're home and uh, oh. and and their coach, Debo, has already faced the sack. Resigned. Yeah. Well, but oh, it's, it's oh, oh, almost <laughs> the same, I think. Yeah. It's a case of where you are told uh, you've underperformed so wewe resign to ama tutakupiga kalamu so it's 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 how it happens yeah, and but, uh, but, but, but honestly speaking about this match do, yeah. do you think it is the red card that you know delete got definitely that, that, that changed everything it for, definitely changed the game yeah because i feel like the, i feel like the netherlands had this game in control yeah until delete got got a silly red card yeah yeah, yeah true and um at times, uh, I don't know if it's due to the adrenaline being up, joto ikomingi, so that you sometimes make some silly mistakes. You see, um, I don't know, it's a knockout game, could happen if, and uh, that's speculative, if Czech score that goal and you're still 11 men, yeah. I believe Netherlands would have their wherewithal to still come back in the game and take it by the scruff of the neck. But th- now you get a red card... And uh, the t- so I, I think that that dented. And then um, personally, I didn't expect Netherlands to to play so well with so many injuries. Yeah, yeah. And if if you, <clears throat> I be, I watched the Netherlands. They were so good uh, when qualifying, when uh, Van de Beek was playing for Ajax. Now Van de Beek was injured, and uh, Van de Beek was really crucial. Why not? Gini Wijnaldum was the one playing that Van de Beek role mm. for Netherlands. Mm. Van de Beek is. Is a that is a, is a player like Aaron Ramsey, mm. players who a midfielder who always arrives in the box mm. and can get you a lot of goals from midfield. Plus injuries for people like Virgil Van Dijk would have been very instrumental for the success of the Dutch team. Uh, Jasper Silesen, the Valencia goalkeeper. Okay, the keeper. Yeah, but they played well. Won three out of three in the group stage, but uh, it was hard luck, man. Yeah, that small uh, small error. Mm. Led to the Netherlands losing it. Yeah, and then of course the next game, Belgium Portugal, CR7, uh, home man, <laughs> home. But uh, one thing that stood out in this game, yeah, I think uh, the Portuguese, the Portuguese really gave their all in this match. They did, they, they did. They dominated this game, especially in the second half. Yeah, but um, at full time, uh, Cristiano went to Thibaut Courtois. Yeah, and told him that. The ball, the ball didn't want to, to get in today. You are very lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when I saw the lineups come out, uh, I remember for Belgium, I was so skeptical. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge Arsenal fan, of course, mm. and uh, I remember our 
old boy Thomas Vamalin. Vamalin. So I was skeptical Vamalin is around no, he 36 played, years. Yeah, he played well. So yeah, that, that's why I was skeptical. Game, so I was wondering mm. why is Vamalin playing? Why not uh, Jason Denaya? Why not uh, Derek Boyata? Mm. So I was skeptical but uh, I saw reason. I think uh, Roberto Martinez is an underrated tactician. Mm. Uh, <coughs> Vamalin won almost all duels in the box. He was so good at clearing everything that came uh, came out of his way. Um, the Belgians, um, in comparison to the quality that they have, I think they they didn't play that well. Yeah, they didn't play well. But that's what big teams do. That it whenever you don't play well, but you still individual brilliance. Yeah. Because even that goal by Thogan. Yeah. It was an. It was. It, it was just a moment of individual brilliance. True, 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 true. And uh, that's that's where that's how big teams do it. Mm. That even when you're not playing well, you still get it over the line. And I think it was so good of Belgium. Hopefully, uh, Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard are fit. I've seen their doubts for the Italy game. Mm. It will be a good game if we have both of them fit. Yeah. But I think uh, props up. I, my issue with Portugal, and. Uh, I think uh, the coach tinkered so much with the team especially in the midfield. So today he had uh, in the first game he had a combination of um, Bruno Fern- uh, of uh, Danilo Pereira, William Cavallo and Bruno Fernandes playing in the number 10 role. In the second game uh, he I think he almost started the same then he changed it. Uh, the third game now he had Moutinho, Sanchez and uh, Danilo. The Belgian game now he had uh, Adono Palhinha. Renato Renato Sanchez played really well. I was disappointed to see him go off. And um you see with the Portugal side it's um that's why I'm always I'm I'm never a fan of having those uh, star, star players. players in your team because <laughs> everything now must go through Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, man. Now Cristiano Ronaldo has taken I don't know I I saw that start. It was a very funny start. Ajafunga free kicks so they are good guys taking those things like for instance uh, even Bruno Bruno Fernandes yeah, is so Bruno good Fernandes at set pieces there's that left back from Borussia Rafael Guerrero so but you see because it's Ronaldo you you everything. can't do anything about it yeah so everything has to i think this portugal side has quality it has a lot of talented players and uh, might come to bite me back this statement but i think they'll thrive after Cristiano Ronaldo is gone where you don't have one player where as you, the center of attraction that where, where everything you play as a unit. yeah you play as a unit mm. yeah so i think that was uh, portugal's undoing but they should hold their heads up and uh, look forward to next year's world cup yeah then after that uh, after that on monday we were treated to a goal fest man this was yeah a, man this was a goal fest i yeah, think yeah. i think uh, b- before the france switzerland game i felt like this was it this was my game of uh, this tournament yeah. croatia spain Yeah. Spain winning by 5 goals to 3. Yeah. Alvaro Morata silencing his doubters in style. Yeah. What a hit. Yeah. Man, what did you make of this game? Brilliant game. I really like that game. Uh the game started a bit slow. Yeah, yeah. Then it picked up from when uh, Pedri uh kicked a back pass the, and the, uh, the, 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 the strange on goal yeah the strange na unai simona akafanya ile kitu so it was a, was a great game um and i think i really liked how that kid played pedri Pe- yeah he's a talented and he was the made a record being the youngest player to ever start a knockout match a record previously held by Wayne Rooney and um, spain picked up from there 
but i think the 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 Croatians were a bit sloppy and uh, they lacked concentration especially at the back yeah especially at the back because mm. uh, if you look at um the the, the, the f- goal even the yeah the Ferrantor- the that one goal. and it almost killed the game ah. i think it was uh, now the coach now had to do anything so you bring out all those attacking players you have and um i was so surprised that i've been watching uh, the europa league mm. And I watched that. Uh, it's called Orsic. Orsic. And I remember even in the in the first episode, really? I pointed out yeah. that Orsic would be key for the Croatians. Yeah, he was. And he was he wasn't played in any match. And that's why I said uh, some things happen. It's a blessing in disguise. Perisic had Corona, mm. so they started Ante Rebic on the flank, then brought on Orsic, Orsic yeah. and I think he changed the game for them. Really he did. was so direct. And uh, they came back, and uh, a former Chelsea kid, Pasalic, who now plays for Atlanta, he has scored the equalizer. Uh, Orsic got the second goal, obviously. And then going into the extra time, I thought the Croatians had it. And they had a good chance to go ahead, but then they missed it, and that's football. You miss on the other end, you get punished on the other side. Morata, um, Oitabal, the Real Sociedad captain. Uh, great goals and they sealed it. Uh, the Spanish, per se, haven't been compared. You see, the Spanish are known for the beautiful tiki-taka football that they play, but they haven't kicked on since uh, they won the Euro 2012. Mm. Got knocked out in the World Cup in the group stages. Um, Euro 2016, They I don't remember who knocked them out. Is it... Italy? No. No, no, not Italy. I don't. Yeah, it was Italy. Yeah, they were knocked out by Italy. Yeah. Uh, in the 2018, knocked out by Russia. So they haven't kicked on. And um, I think Spain would have done better. Mm. Uh, it's debatable. I think with Sergio Ramos at the back, a leader and someone who's got that bite, going into into tackles and leading the team, especially when you're three-one. Teams like Spain, you can't lose a three-one lead. Any big team, mm. you should be able to. That that's the time when you now lead, you you now need experienced players. Mm. But uh, big up to Croatia. I think they they made my day. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was such a beautiful game, man. Yeah, they fought hard, but unfortunately they had to go home. So big up to Spain. Yeah. Then um, after that, man, eh, like any Monday, Monday, Monday was full <laughs> of surprises. Yeah, Monday yeah, was just full of surprises. Yeah. After that, we had France, Switzerland. You know, uh, Kylian Mbappe turning into Ayaya Sanogo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but I don't know, like, wh- what really happened to France, man? Like, you guys, y- you can't score three goals. And then uh, Switzerland, of all the teams, come back, level, le- uh, come back and level things up. Yeah. And then go ahead and beat you in penalties. In and penalties. and be- be- before you take it over, special... Special mention to man like Granite Shaka. Granite Shaka. Why are you guys selling this man? <laughs> Why are you guys selling this man? Um, Give the man a contract, man. No, I think uh, <laughs> Granite Shaka mm. is good, but um, I'm, I'm quite fond of Mikel Ateta. Mm. And I remember, it's like, I'll compare Granite Shaka to some performances Ainsley Matlan Niles put in the FA final during that time. Yeah. And he said, you don't need these performances every two, three weeks. You, you need these every performances day. every day for mm. every four months. Mm. You need that consistency. Mm. Granny Jaka is good, mm. and I think um, 
the money that's been touted for Grand Jaka is a joke. Anyway, since it's the Euros, I yeah. think the man put in a captain's performance. Real leadership. And um I think the I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of Deshams. He messed up that game. He did. And uh, but, but but wait, be, be, before you continue, but would you blame him especially with the I defense? I would. I would. Especially with the defense. I would. First of all, uh. um France have the best squad. Mm. France can arguably put in their team D. And, and it would be better than some of these nations mm. uh, squads okay, that they are filled. Mm. They are that they have that wealth of talent. But some decisions that Deshams made, especially in the collapse he made, were appalling. Mm. For instance, um, why would you call up? Why would you fail to call up? He was the reason that Laporte changed his nationality mm. to go to Spain. I don't think there's any better left-footed centre back than Laporte in the world right now. Mm. It's debatable out there, but I don't think Kimpembe is good. But Kimpembe is, is just an average player. Yeah. Just because he plays for Paris Saint Germain, I feel. Zuma is even better than, than Kimpembe. Yeah, and plus it was it was so strange that France have two of the best young centre backs who are coming up in Dio Tupamecano and uh, Ibrahima Konate. Mm. So irrespective of those guys, you see, if you you'd have called up those two guys, they wouldn't have gone to play for the under twenty one at the Euros. Mm. So I think that was a big mistake in my view. Mm. So since he didn't call them, now let's speak about the mistake he made. I'd have, I'd have preferred him to start uh, Lucas Hernandez but, at centre back. Yeah, yes, but, but, because but he's Hernandez. played he's played at centre back for Bayern Munich mm. for the better part of the season. So I'd have preferred to put uh, Varane <laughs> and Hernandez, mm. and then Luca Digne. I don't know why he didn't call also. Um, Digne was injured. Felan Mendy. No, I'm I'm saying. Okay. Uh, when the tournament was starting, mm. I don't know why he didn't call up Felanman. I felt that mm. Deschamps was was um, was too cautious. Mm. He played so pragmatic, so you feel the, he fielded a midfield trio of um, of uh, Rabiot, mm. Golo Kante, and Pogba most of the time, mm. and. Um, most aside from Pogba, most of these guys are not progressive. And you see, when you feel Pogba and Rabiot, you are slowing down the game. Mm. I know Pogba takes the sting out of the game, and he plays a killer pass. And I really liked how he played; mm. it was so good. But you shouldn't have fielded Rabiot and Pogba. Mm. You see, most of these nations that win big tournaments, I'll give you an example of when Spain won the Euro 2008. Mm. You have to now change gradually. You see. There's always a feeling that you must stick with the old guards, but you must now embrace younger talents. Yeah. When Spain won the Euro 2008, they had to replace um, Marco Sena in midfield. They replaced him with the, the likes of Busquets. Xabi Alonso came in. They had to replace Carlos Machena. Pique came in. So you have younger players who blend with these older experienced players. I felt France were too pragmatic for a team that has a wealth of talent world class from goalkeeper to number 11 1 to 11 and even the substitutes these are players mm. most of their players play for their clubs so i felt he was too pragmatic and um i remember when i was watching the game and i was telling a friend of mine mm. once france had scored when it was 2-1 mm. france should score a third goal then take out their key players they should take out ngolo kante take out Kylian Mbappe, mm. take out Karim Benzema, take out Antoine Griezmann. Then bring in, you see, when a team is down, mm. 
uh, when they are now it's it, they have been on the receiving end and it's now up to, to it's it's up to them now to chase the game they always try to bring in crosses from everywhere yeah. so would have been the best time to put in the likes of zuma and everyone people who can repel off those attacks and fend them off and then bring in players like Corentin Toliso like Thomas Lemar to hold off the game but uh Deschamps being Deschamps Ali <laughs> <laughs> did what he did and um, I I really liked what the Swiss coach mm. is called Petrovic Petrovic mm. I really liked what he said before the game he said if France play 100% and Switzerland play 100% France will win mm. so we have to give more than 100% and they did given the, and they did I really liked it and that's that's why I like I like um a team such as Switzerland where you're not reliant on any individual everyone's giving 100% Akanji Elevedi and everything and they should have killed the game mm. i think they were also fortunate should have killed the game with the penalty mm. good save from from uh, Loris. Hugo Loris uh. Uh, but France um, i'm waiting to see what they'll do if i was the french fa i'd tell Deschamps like uh, just go home yeah like Deboa just your time has been yeah bring in Zidane yeah. bring fresh blood mm. i like to see the likes of uh, Edward Kamavinga incorporate i think f- this this might be um, a debatable statement mm. but i think they haven't replaced Blaise Matuidi yeah yeah if if in you comp- yeah mm. they haven't mm. that role that Blaise Matuidi was playing in the french midfield mm. was so key it allowed players like Mbappe Griezmann it allowed them to to get the best out of them. So, I want to see French incorporate a new generation of players. This French squad, mm. like Wenger said, is they were super favorites and mm. they have not yet gotten to their peak. It's a golden generation that hasn't gotten to their peak. So, I'm 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 waiting to see what the French team will offer. Kudos to Switzerland. Uh great save from Jan Sommer mm. in the dying uh, in the in the penalty shootout. Yeah. And uh, the star boy Kylian Mbappe should lift his head up. He's only 22 years, mm. and he's achieved so much. So uh, let's wait to see. He still hasn't signed a contract with Paris Saint Germain. But also, you know, like there the, have the, the, been a number of issues, you know, within the French team, and uh, I kind of feel this also had something to do with the, with, with their performance in, in this tournament. Yeah, because um, there have been reports, you know, from Lequip, RMC, you yeah. know, all these publications re- reporting that. These players were not united. Yeah, they won't. And um, and uh, th- th- there's a site called Madrid Extra on Twitter. Yeah, they posted that during the Switzerland game. Yeah, Pavard, Pavard, Pogba, and um, who is this guy? Pavard, Pogba, and uh, the, the 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 Barcelona defender. Lenglet. Yeah, they they they, they, they kind of had some scaffolds, you know, on the pitch and and uh, could be and all could that. be and also. Mbappe, the, the Mbappe Giroud situation. Yeah, yeah. Even when uh, Giroud came on, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know, but I felt like uh, it's kind of Mbappe was in a void to pass the ball to Giroud. Uh, personally, you see, um, those scaffolds could be there. Mm. Most of these player, players like um, Benjamin Pavard, as a young player, mm. this is normal, mm. and uh, you see, a football team. That's a team made up of. Um, 26 players different personalities different characters mm. so you'll always have you'll always have that Mario Balotelli you'll always have that Diego Costa in your team yeah. so you see it's now a bigger responsibility to be a coach that you are in charge of the welfare of these 26 individuals 
on and off the pitch. So that's where a, a coach should stand up. I, I won't blame him for the scaffolds. It's it's always normally there. But um, for a team, and especially for your national team, you should always rise above these challenges. And uh, I still think, irrespective of those scaffolds, the French ought to have performed better. Mm. There's no single game that you watched in the tournament and you were like, oh, France are getting away with this. Mm. Like, the feeling uh, most people got when they saw Italy play. When you saw the Italy play the first two games and you were like, what? But these guys could... They're so could, good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They could go with this thing. Mm. But um, I, I was so disappointed by the French. So, it's... it's um, we are waiting to see what will happen, and uh, there's always that attachment that because Deschamps won the World Cup, you see uh, now you have to stick with him. I think it will be a time for the French, FA. French FA, mm. to make a decisive action. And uh, Fiorentina Perez said Zidane has always dreamed of coaching the French team. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a better time than this. This is the time, man. This is the time. But generally, Bappe had a bad tournament. He did. He did. But he should hold his head high. Yeah, it's, it's not his fault that uh, the French were over-reliant on him. Because it seemed that the French tactic was give it to Mbappe. Run. He'll, he'll run. Uh, yeah. And you know, defenses are always uh, troubled by pacey players. Mm. So that seemed to be the, to be the key. To be, to be uh, the French national teams are doing. So give it to Mbappe. Let him run. Let him do this and this. Give it to Benzema. <laughs> Terrible. And also, special mention to Karim Benzema, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that a great tournament? Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and if fit and if he keeps performing, I think he'll have a huge. He definitely will have a huge uh, World Cup 2022 in Qatar. Yeah, and uh, let's not mention to uh, let's not forget to give a special mention to man like Paul Pogba. He bossed that yeah, oh, Pogba has been a joy to watch. It's been a joy. Uh, to yeah, watch. it it makes you wonder why uh, when playing for Manchester United he plays on the flanks. <laughs> Maybe Ole Gunnar has a better answer to that. But Paul mm. Pogba was. I really liked how he played in this. He he's one of the French players mm. that can hold their head high. Yeah, man. Anyway, away from uh, the French troubles, you know, we go to the England, Germany, and it so looks like the German machine was not well oiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you couldn't have put it better. Uh, the German machine was not um, well oiled, and uh, England, England really stepping up, you yeah. know, after after years and years and years of disappointing their fans, you know, fans, their fans constantly believing it's coming home. Yeah. When and they don't even get to reach the airport. <laughs> so England, Germany, ma- man like Raheem Sterling, the Rastaman, the Jamaican, yeah, continuing his great run in the Euros, yeah, three goals, yeah, in four games, yeah. Then Hurricane, you know, getting his first goal of the Euros, and a special mention to Jack Grealish, yeah, true, true. Special mention to Jack Grealish for helping England turn the game, yeah. and also special mention to Luke Shaw. Give us your take on this game, bro. Um. I'll give credit to England. Mm. They, they really well. played well. They were disciplined in defense. And uh, I'd also give, I'd like to give a special shout out to Pickford. <laughs> Pickford uh, he plays like uh, Oliver Kahn when uh, playing for the national team. Man. I don't know what happens when he gets to Everton. No, but but like he really that. kept his team in the game. At Everton, he, he plays with a lot of average players. Yeah, true. Uh. Could be, could be. And uh, also Harry Maguire yeah. came back from injury mm. and has been has played really well. Um, I thought England would lose it, especially when they tried to match the German formation so, when the lineup mm. when the lineup came out. But I think they did it in stride. 
the German team has had some problems for a while and um, they they are changing coaches over the summer it's it was Joachim Lowe's uh, last game for Germany mm. and uh, it's now time for Hansi Flick to take over mm. uh, in a new generation of German players most of these players that won the euro under 21 yeah they won the euro under 21 and most i think um some of these experienced players players like Muller mm. players like Hamels i don't think they they'll they'll have a future the maybe Hansi over. Flick yeah Hansi Flick maybe due to his attachment to Bayern Munich Tom. may still keep Thomas Muller a bit longer mm. uh the german team in my opinion they lack a real number nine, a goal scorer and everything, and they they also lack a holding midfielder. Haven't replaced Kedira, haven't replaced Mesutozil, of which I think Havertz will do that with time. Mm. And um, in the next tournament, I'd have loved to see Kimmich play in central midfield. He always puts in a shift. Was great. Mm. The German team has had some problems, and they almost went out in the group stage. And uh, the group of death, as it was before the tournament, have all died. They are all out. So special mention okay. to England. Okay. And now, you know, we have to deal with the pundits and everything, oh. and uh, how special and how expensive that English squad is. Mm. Big up to them. They now have all the rights to say it. Yeah. Uh, they face uh, Ukraine. Ukraine in the quarters. In the quarters. Uh, and maybe Czech or, or Denmark. Or Denmark in the same position. So, so I think they're basically in the finals, you know, if they keep their heads Yeah, if, if if they perform. You see, uh, the, the, the only undoing mm. would be now to get over yourself mm. and uh, f- fail to respect the opposition. Uh. And then you could be out of the tournament. And uh, so do you think that Gareth Southgate and uh, Raheem Sterling finally silenced their critics, you know, with that masterclass performance? I'm still skeptical of Gareth Southgate. Uh, Sterling, mm-hmm. to his, um, I'm not, uh, doesn't appear, he's not the kind of player I want for a winger, mm-hmm. but uh, we should put some respect on Raheem Sterling's name. He's been the key player for England so far. He's a... Uh, He's almost won all the matches yeah, for, for them. Mm. Yeah, and I think by the hurricane goal, mm. uh, Sterling has scored all the other goals. He scored. Uh, England have scored four goals. Four goals. He scored three. And uh, let's put some respect on the name. And I think, you see, when it works, now Gareth Southgate is a genius because mm. uh, the formation worked, tinkering the formation worked. Mm. And uh, we should also give some credit to Gareth Southgate. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, away from uh, England, the final match of what has been a great round of 16. Yeah. Um, uh, Sweden, Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine winning it at the death. You know, at the in, death. In oh, extra time. my goodness. 2-1. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I felt, I, I, you know, like I, I watched this match and I felt it was a balanced game. Yeah, true, true. It was a really, really balanced game. Yeah. And uh, even after Sweden... After their player Danielson yeah. got uh, that unfortunate red card, yeah. you know they still gave their all. They still gave their all, and but you know it's football, man. Yeah. There has to be a winner and a, and a loser. So I I feel I I've felt like Sweden. Yeah. Sweden have had a really great tournament. Yeah. And uh, Ukraine also have Sweden to thank for reaching the round of 16. Yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> it was that late uh, Swedish goal, goal yeah. that made Ukraine qualify. Yeah. And now Ukraine... Uh, I'm dumped Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, and um, Shevchenko, credit to him, mm. played Zinchenko in a wing-back role. 
yesterday water and hit by yeah, zinchenko water, water hit water by hits. zinchenko water hit by zinchenko and water pass by the way from yamalenko mm. uh the game i i have at the euro so far mm. i've loved these games where the so called small teams yeah. have played mm. they've delivered it has mm. been great entertainment yesterday's game was end to end any team that was attacking you felt could score mm. they hit the bar they hit the post all the time I uh, was disappointed not to see a young boy Isaac ah, uh, fail to score he's, yeah, he's been he's been great yeah, but he has been great he has yeah, been yeah. Been. and uh, it's it's uh, it's easy to see why he has attracted the interest of Liverpool Chelsea Arsenal yeah. and Real Madrid and um, I I thought Sweden would go through same yeah especially the likes of Kulusevski Forsberg really played well Emil Forsberg Lindelof Forsberg. also Danielson the guy mm. who got red carded mm. played well and uh, that's football uh, it was a balanced game no one would complain when at the 90th minute it was 1-1 and they had to go for extra time mm. um i saw that tackle by that was led the to the red card mm. it personally to me mm. I don't think it should have been a red card. Okay. Because uh you see there's some you see that the follow through mm. is part of kicking the ball. Mm. It was like I compared it to there was some red card that um Balbuena got when they were playing Chelsea mm. where you've cleared the ball and now once you've cleared the ball and your foot is in the air where do you take it? The foot can't disappear. <laughs> the foot has to land somewhere. And if a player's leg is there, mm. I, I just think we are getting too soft. These days, even when a player is uh, caressed on the face, they mm. just fall down. Too much play acting. I don't like it. I think, I think we are taking the, we are making the game to be a bit softer. Mm. And whereas football is a contact sport, mm. the follow through was definitely uh, endangered the player's uh, welfare, and that's why he got the red card. Mm. But personally to me so what, what should what should uh, Danielson do mm. where should his foot go he's just cleared the ball so what should he do but anyway um you play by the rules that's that's modern football today and uh, there's nothing to do about it but a credit great cross from Zinchenko and uh, the the guy um, what's his name Artem something scored a great header <coughs> and Ukraine are through they face England uh it's the first time they've made it to a quarter final yeah yeah uh, great props to andre shevchenko he he's been is now a legend yeah he's, he's he he was he's yeah, now he a bigger was. legend he's, he's, yeah he's now a bigger he's legend, now a bigger legend yeah. in 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 ukraine and most of these ukraine players they play in their local league mm. so it's credit to them and you could see the teamwork and everything mm. so we are hoping that they also put on a great show against england and hopefully they will because to them it's a final you see when you're facing this big it's like how hungary played hungary played so well mm. they were unlucky that they were in a group with germany france and portugal you play every game like it's a final so um swedish made ukraine qualify ukraine <laughs> so, made sure that the swedish go home yeah man yeah anyway so a total of 29 goals in the round of 16 from the eight games the big dogs france germany portugal netherlands all out yeah you know and uh, the unfancied sides like switzerland denmark ukraine and czech republic yeah qualify for the quarterfinals yeah. you know where they'll face the likes of spain belgium italy and england, england. Yeah, man so check us out for the next episode where we talk about the quarterfinals and you remember you can stream this podcast on our website www.sportsplake.co.ke or on 
all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Boomplay, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, AudioMark, everywhere. Just search for Postplug KE or the Eurotalk Podcast. Until the next episode, I've been your host, the Fulala Master. Yeah, my name is Jagol Dennis Munene. Remember to follow us on all our social media uh, platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at SportsPlugKE. And remember to check out all the breaking stories. It's a summer full of transfers, full of squad rebuilds. We'll be here to keep you up with all the stories. Till next time, Jagol Mwenyewe. Oh.